with Alan Moore. Season's greetings from mainland Europe's number one radio sports show. I'm Alan Moore. I'm Mika Zidigan-Bichkova. And across the desk making a list of who's naughty or who's nice, it's DJ Ollie Knight. How are you doing, Ollie? I'm amazing. Thank you very much. How yeah. are you? I'm doing great. So this is Capital Sports coming live from the studios of Capital FM in Moscow. So, ladies, you both look resplendent, shiny and bright. So Santa Claus must have been very good to you, right, Ekaterina? Well, I don't know what to tell you right now. <laughs> so Santa Claus didn't visit? Dead Maros, you mean. Okay, so you're waiting. <laughs> Did Santa Claus visit I'm you? I'm still waiting for him to come, yes. I'm no just sitting way. there looking under the tree all the time. No, because obviously we get presents on New Year's. Mm-hmm. We don't get the luxurious um, presents, yeah, on Christmas. Oh, damn, that's unfortunately. not good. That is good. Exactly, that is that's not what good. I wanted to say, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, well, Santa Claus came kind of to me, so, I mean, well, we're still celebrating. We'll be celebrating our house anyway, so, as I said before, uh, well, the last show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, so... Okay, enough Christmas, by the way. We still have Dead Maros to come, and we're here to talk about sports. Yeah, that's my job, to tell you both what to do. Uh, get used... <laughs> <laughs> Catherine is sleeping. I'm, yeah, okay, I'm not sleeping. So... Alan, quick, we have a call to make in a few minutes. Yeah. Tell us what's happening in English football. Yeah, big boxing day yesterday. So, uh, huge day for football, and also for rugby as well in Ireland and the UK. Uh, so, Liverpool, well, we'll talk about them a little bit there with Paul Little on the phone. Um, and I guess we've got to introduce our show. So, we've got English football, we've got some cycling updates, and we've got uh, a bit of rugby, and we've got two studio guests to review the year, as well as, well, three phone calls. So, we're ending the year as we'll start to the 2018. Lots of the best news, views, reviews, and previews in the world of sports. Uh, okay, and sadly we've no songs tonight, maybe because Ollie and I, well, we made a promise to you, Catherine, that we'd let her pick the songs for the last show of the year, and <laughs> we, we cancelled it, so no Justin Bieber or Backstreet Boys. Oh, please, English football. Yeah, okay, so Manchester United, they rescued a point last night, I was just discussing with our boss, uh, and they spared their blushes with a last-minute goal. Uh, they drew 2-2 with Burnley, uh, but it was at Old Trafford, so they came back from two goals behind. Uh, Mourinho's introduction, at halftime, he brought on Ling, uh, Jesse Lingard, and uh, also uh, Mkhitaryan as well, the Armenian player, but he's about to leave. And uh, Lingard, he got both goals. One was just absolutely Did you watch it? Beautiful. Yeah, I did, yeah. I was with two Man U fans in Katie's, and um, the guys, they were about to leave at halftime, and they were just so ashamed, but uh, I said, no, guys, hold on, hold on, and look at it. So they did. It was worth a draw. And listen, Considering Burnley, they're not that bad of a team. A point was a pretty decent result after all. And uh, there must have been some hangovers from Christmas going on around the, the English leagues, especially down in Bournemouth, where the game with West Ham finished in a 3-3 draw. So from time to time, Boxing Day games, they kind of have this, like, um, you know, too much turkey and ham and, well, drinks as well, and teams <laughs> just go crazy. So from six goals there, down the south coast, to Spurs, scoring five in a seven-goal game where they beat Southampton, too. And the Saints, as they're known in Southampton, uh, they are in real trouble. And from being kind of this poster boy club for stability and so on, they're crumbling again. Uh, England, or sorry, England fans, Liverpool fans, they suffered a real fear of what was going to happen next. Even though, even though they beat Swansea City 5 0, um, you know, they still were waiting for you know, Liverpool to mess up somehow. And you can never be sure, as you say, until the cat's in the hat or the, well, fat referee whistles or whatever. Oh, yeah? Do you want to edit what you just said? No, 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 no time at all. So, <laughs> no no time whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, so of the eight matches yesterday, only one, Everton and West Brom, was goalless. And, uh, of course, tonight, all eyes will be on St. James's Park up in the north in New- where Newcastle will try to break Man City's, not their legs, but they'll try to beat their unbeaten run of 19 league matches. Now, while City will look to stretch their legs at the top of the table and go 15 points clear to rivals United, it's going to be a tough one. Arsenal face into a London derby with Crystal Palace on Thursday. Have to win to not lose touch with Spurs who are 
three points ahead in fifth, and Liverpool who are four points ahead in fourth. Yeah, and Chelsea are kind of stuck in there as the meat in the sandwich. They're three points behind uh, Man U, uh, but they, you know, they had a good win there today, two nil. Uh, so down the other end of the table, West Ham, they're just sitting outside the relegation zone in 17th. However. But <laughs> but it's close, too close. Just five points cover the bottom six teams. So a couple of wins in the next week and someone will be starting the next year happy or unhappy. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a kind of a, a, a tough one. It's always I think. like this, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Every year. Exactly, exactly. Someone in England is as happy, well as the like other ones someone's going to lose out. And I think in the English league as well, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite tough. I mean, the way it ended off here as well, I say with a you know, locomotive top of the table, uh, you know, it was, it was good for them. And, um, you know, we did actually we did get a greeting in from Locomotive so I mean Ekaterina if you want to read it it's kind of yeah, embarrassing I mean, because it's really it actually, gushing to you yeah, and so uh, nice so uh, uh, it, you, know, you can read it, it before it we go it was really it was so sweet and cute and uh, I mean I took a risk to ask guys and yes they uh, or, uh, they wrote us, Dear Alan and Katerina and the entire Capital Sports team, season's greetings from Football Club Locomotive Moscow that's, crew. That's you, Ollie, as well. You're part of the team. <laughs> Thank so. you. We had, we've had a brilliant year past, so many great achievements, amazing people met, and memories that will last. Uh, and the one Bet charity betting project to crown it all. Uh, may this new year be even better, and may we accomplish all of our goals and dreams very fast. Happy New Year, we say to you, and a really special big thank you. Okay, it that's was lovely. So that's sweet. lovely for Locomotive yeah. Moscow. But in fairness, they were great to us in Everett, right? They were yeah. just they were the best. So, okay, so moving on from that greeting, we're gonna you know just you know just we one. Have, by the way, a couple of we go through the show. Don't yes. worry, we, do, we don't have music, so we we'll let <laughs> Katrina read instead. That's your job for now on to read. Um, and just after we get after we get through this call now, Ozzy, uh, Ollie is going to Ali <laughs> Osborne. Yeah. She's going to she's going to tell us. Uh, <laughs> How does this hockey game is going right now that uh, Dimitri was talking about? So, one person who's not going to start 2018 that happy, uh, we are moving away from football for a moment, is Chris Froome. Now, we mentioned him last week, actually, we are a few different times about his travails regarding a kind of what they call an adverse doping test. Now, Froome, who has won four Tour de France titles and of Vuelta de España is facing a fight to clear his name right now. So with yet another successful team uh, or year for Team Sky and for British Cycling, despite medical files getting lost and questions being asked over riders giving, getting uh, medication with like kind of uh, strange excuses, just what were the highs and lows oh. of 2017 exactly in the world of cycling and what can we hope for in 2018? So on the line all the way from Ireland we have a very good friend of the show and one of the most informed and I have to say one of the most intelligent cycling riders I've ever had the privilege in talking with. He's the man behind the Velocast podcast and uh, and uh, IrishPelton.com. Uh, so, season's greetings, Killian Kelly. How are you doing? So, you doing? Thanks, William. Thanks for the intro. Very, uh, it's even more gushing than the last one. You're very kind. Thank you. Well, I mean, I have to try and boost it because, I mean, it is true. I mean, every, you, you do things well. Last time we were with Killian, you were just brilliant. So, listen, getting down to it, first of all, what's the weather like back home? Uh, it was pretty manky on Christmas Day and Stephen's Day. Uh, I, I kind of feel sorry for all the kids who might have got new bikes or new skateboards for Christmas. I don't think they would have been taking them out yesterday. But today was was nice and lovely and crisp and clear and, and cold, kind of uh, best you could expect for this is, time of year. Is so, it yeah, snowy? No, there's no yeah. snow in Ireland. No, snow. no never. We don't get snow. No, never. it's always balmy, balmy. Yeah, oh. exactly. Killian, yeah. okay. <laughs> this, I don't, I don't want to ruin, ruin her uh, ideas of Ireland. So, um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> give us, give us your your highs of the year in cycling. What, what are your highs? Uh, I think um, the, for me, the best moment was when uh, Peter Sagan won the rainbow jersey for the third time in a row. 
that the World Championships in cycling. World Championships in cycling is a little bit of a strange concept, maybe for people who might be fans of the sport. It's just one day's racing, and whoever wins that day becomes the world champion and wears the rainbow jersey for the entire following year. So it can kind of throw up some strange results, and all of a sudden you've got a peculiar rider who might necessarily be deserving of the title is world champion. But Peter Sagan is kind of like, you know, the Lionel Messi of cycling. Everybody loves to watch him. He's a real showman, and he has been the world champion. And and with it, you know, he just also happens to be the best cyclist in the world. And it, he had a bit of a poor year. He had loads of setbacks in the spring. He got pipped at a big race early in the year just by millimeters at Milan San Remo. Another one of his big goals would have been the Tour of Flanders where he crashed out at a really bad time. And then he got disqualified from the Tour de France. If maybe people remember he was involved in a, That's right. an incident with Mark Cavendish. That's right. When they were like yeah, racing he, he for a line. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that was, that was, that was something that was so annoying at Killian because, I mean, there, there didn't seem to be evidence to disqualify him, but yet they still, you know, they, they, they pushed him out. I remember you tweeting about that at the time as well. It just seemed very, very um, unfair. Oh, it was terrible. The, it's like the, the race referees just disqualified him almost immediately without having looked at the footage. And it turns out now they've changed the rules to allow for, you know, looking back at video footage. And you kind of think, Jesus, why were they not doing that before? Like, so they didn't even look at a replay of this before they decided to throw Peter Sagan off the race. Turns out that he didn't actually do anything wrong. He's been absolved of any wrongdoing, but that's not a good that doesn't after being thrown I... out after less than a week. So he had that to deal with, and he had loads of setbacks. And then for him to come back in uh, Norway, in Bergen, was the World Championships, he uh, he won his third rainbow jersey in a row, which nobody's ever done before. He's tried to do that. So that was a real highlight. That was, that was a good one. Okay, so, and now we just want to know your personal lows of the year. <laughs> not personal, just well, cycling. Personal, just cycling. Like, yeah, just cycling. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be here all day Very if personal. I was to go through my Yeah, yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that on air, no, no. No, when you, you kind of come to mind, you know, I was good. I, I, I had Team Sky down as the low light, you know, just in general. It's not just the Chris Broom stuff, I'll get onto that in a minute, but, you know, there, there was the, the Bradley Wiggins jiffy bag case for anybody who's following that. That kind of came to a conclusion. That's been dragging on for a couple of years. It wasn't in 2017, but it, it came to a conclusion this year very unsatisfactorily. We still don't know really what happened. Then they had, there was another kind of unsavory incident with a writer called Jenny Moscon who yeah. uh, was accused and, well, proven to have been racist towards a black rider on the Francis de Joux team, uh, Kevin Reza. He basically admitted wrongdoing, but Sky didn't really handle that very well. They kind of suspended him for a period of time over which he wasn't going to be racing anyway. And then to top that all off, they named him their own Young Rider of the Year, which was just kind of really tone-deaf stuff from a PR point of view. And then even just from a racing viewpoint for, for Team Scott. They're just very stifling in their tactics. They're not very yeah. enjoyable to watch. I mean, it's kind of hard to complain about because this is how they win races and, you know, of course they want to do it this way, but for, for viewers, for fans, it's not very exciting. And then to top it all off, you had, of course, as you mentioned already, Chris Room testing positive for yeah. Salbutamol, which, you know, the, the kind of the counter-argument is that, you know, Team Sky and all the issues they have, they're not necessarily any worse than any other teams have gone through over the last five or six years. And that's, you know, that's a fair point. But, you know, Team Sky literally asked for this. They've asked to be held to a higher standard. And, you know, when they come, like, for instance, just on that firm thing, yeah. like, they, they, were, they, they sent out a press release the morning this story broke. You know, uh, 20 minutes before, 20 minutes before, explaining. wasn't it? Or 20 minutes before Killian, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. It was... 20 minutes before the Guardian broke their own story. And yes, they kind of had the gall to try and spin it as if 
as if, as if it was an act of transparency, like, oh, you oh. know, look, we're, we're, we're answering questions and we're giving out information that we don't need to do, aren't we great? Whereas exactly what you said, they, they were just publishing 20 minutes before it was about to be made public anyway. So, you know, just little things like that. It's just really um, galling is the word I would use for, for a team like this to try and wriggle their way through all of these grey areas, which is what they are. And uh, Chris Froome has landed himself in a big one. And, you know, he, he, could, he could get banned for a year or more. And you'd really have to wonder about the future of the team. Like, I, I don't know how much of the nitty-gritty you, you want to get into this, but on, on a wider level, um, maybe something that maybe cycling fans might have missed or it, it, it might come into their thinking. Apart from all of the Chris Froome stuff, Sky, the company, was actually bought by Disney recently. That's right. And Rupert Murdoch's son, James Murdoch, is the kind of has been the driving force behind Team Sky. And, you know, if the Murdoch fingers in the Team Sky pie are gone now, you really have to wonder about the future of the team, especially if Boom ends up with a ban. It might all fall apart. So, listen, that could be your wish for the new year. So, what is your wish for, for 2018, <laughs> Gillian? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily wish for that for the new year. I wouldn't go that far. I'm a certain amount of schadenfreude when it comes to Team Sky, but I wouldn't want to wish them into oblivion. But definite hopes for 2018, uh, one of which would be for Dan Martin, you know, with a a bit of an Irish bent on things, to have a proper crack at the Tour de France. He's been riding it for years. He's kind of focused on stage wins uh, with with some success. He's won won stages. uh, But last year, or this year, 2015 rather, is... Uh, focus was on the overall. He was trying to win it really for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of was a little bit unfortunate that he ended up in a team with Marcel Kittel, who's the dominant sprinter. And exactly. the team was kind of split in half, uh, you know, behind Dan Martin and behind Marcel Kittel. And then he crashed. He had a terrible crash. That was, that was, uh, how he got up after that. Like, I mean, he, he could have like smashed his skull. Like, I mean, it was like terrible. Like, you know, the that was terrible. And one of the guys he crashed with as well pulled out of the tour. Yeah, Richie Port, he would yeah. have been one of the main favourites. He had to leave the race. Martin sold it on. It only turned out after the race was finished that he actually broke his, his back, effectively. He broke a couple of vertebrae. Amazingly, finished the race still in the top 10, but kind of ruined his chances of really going for it when it mattered in the final week. So next year, he's moved on to a new team, which I, I think he kind of thought might have been a move where yeah. the team would completely back him. He's ended up on a team with another rider, this time Italian, Fabio Aru. And it seems like he wants to ride the tour as well, so there might be a little bit of uh, kind of wrestle for control there. But hopefully, they'll get his crack at the tour. And again, from another Irish viewpoint, another hope for 2018 would be uh, Sam Bennett was a, an Irish sprinter yeah. who's 27 now, so he's really coming into his prime, prime years. Yeah. yeah, he nearly won a, a stage of the Tour of Italy last year a few times, and he he hasn't won a big kind of a big Grand Tour stage yet, so. Fingers crossed. I mean, we so thir- thir- yeah, fingers crossed the stage exactly. for Thirty years ago, we had like the uh, the triple crown from Roach. So yeah. hopefully, we'll do it in in, in two thousand eighteen. Listen, Killian, thank you so so much, and thank a very you. happy new year to you. Yeah, no problem at all. Happy new Happy New Year to all you too. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Killian. Thank you. Okay, so now here, that was great from uh, at Irish Peloton. Uh, you can follow him as Killian Kelly. Always, he's a, he's a wealth of knowledge about cycling and everything that goes on around cycling as well. So waiting patiently here in the studio before we go out to our first break, we have a former tennis player, as Ekaterina prefers to call such people. So it's a woman who... Such um, people? Yeah. Uh, it's a woman Why who, unfortunately... more and more nasty every single show? It's not show. nasty, I'm just <laughs> being honest. Uh, unfortunately, she had to retire uh, sooner than she should have at the start of this year. Uh, yet someone who's good enough to play in all Grand Slams yet uh, and she was ranked 83rd in the world as well she played Federation Cup for uh, Serbia and she won 8 pro titles as well as 
appearing in a whopping 25 finals of Pro Tours. So, Ve- Vesna, I'm going to have to say it right. I knew is Vesna Man- Manasaeva. So, Vesna Dolon? Dolons? Vesna Dolons. Dolons, Dolons. Welcome to Capital Sports. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm coaching now, so. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, uh, you know, you're, you're, sorry, you've retired with your coach and we're just getting the microphone fixed here. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, the, the microphone. So, um, so listen, um, just before, we're, we're going to go to a break very, very quickly. So, you, Catherine, yeah, has the yeah, first question I, for I you. I do. First question, 25 finals. I was surprised, by the way. Uh, actually, 25? Is yeah. it? It's written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why. I'm not sure. First, I had an, uh, another question about, like, how do you feel after our morning practice but then I st- <laughs> when I realized that it was 25 finals I was surprised seriously uh, I'm actually surprised you don't remember also. that no I don't <laughs> I do my research I do my research uh, okay you know, so, so. Uh, I would believe you no I'm, I'm fine actually after our morning practice so we had a very oh, nice okay. one yeah. <laughs> so what about 25 finals <laughs> uh, um, apparently they were some of them were very easy if I don't remember them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe because I lost them and I don't want to well, remember. Well, you know? blind them out of your memory. That <laughs> happens. Actually, yeah, that it's happens. Just like yeah, memory. I remember that final switch I won. So yeah. listen, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go to a break right now. We're gonna come back and have a chat with you. So, um, well, you're, you're gonna stay with us in any case. But um, so so far, are you enjoying your retirement? Yes, a lot. Okay. So, I yeah. mean, that's the, the the one like not of many people who enjoy. There you go. See, Ollie, two retired women and they're not even 35. That's just terrible. <laughs> well, oh. yeah, that's I, don't, a, I don't have that I long mean, to go that then. That sounds <laughs> You're almost there. You're <laughs> okay, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Capital Обновить свой интерьер и при этом остаться в плюсе? Боконцепт знает, как это сделать. Мы дарим каждому 25% к сумме заказа до конца декабря. Подробности в мебельных салонах Боконцепт или на боконцепт.ру Okay, we're back in the saddle and Veza Delons is here with us. So, uh, listen, first first question to you before we go on and have a little bit of a catch-up. Um, so, you're only 28, you're 27 when you retired and, you know, when, when you quit. Um, so, just tell our listeners, I mean, it's interesting for us all. So, what thoughts go through your mind when, you have, when you're sitting there and you have to make the announcement that you're going to retire? What, what are you thinking? Um, actually, I was very prepared for this, to, to make uh, this an- announcement. Because I had lots of injuries and I was ill and I was ready for this, so um, I was uh, I was happy that <laughs> I'm actually telling this to people that everybody knows and not asking me anymore. That uh, are you gonna play? When we'll see you on the tournament? I just said that's it. I'm I'm quitting. It's enough for me, and uh, I'm just have a next step for coaching, and that's it. But that's good. That's very, very solid. Because, yeah. I mean, we, we discussed that before, myself and Katrina. Yeah, and actually, Vesna is uh, the only one person who was looking forward to become a tennis coach. So really? She, yeah. yeah, she was like... Yeah, I really wanted, while forward. I was playing, uh, I wanted actually to coach uh, juniors, you know, kids. I really liked it. So I, I had the feeling that it's going to be uh, good for me. And then I started, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, but that is She's the, the only person, almost, <laughs> who, after, like... Uh, finishing tennis she just knew what she's gonna do that's yeah. but that's important yes. because that's something we've discussed before we even with eric and with eric softball's house and different players and so on and footballers and you know what do you plan to do after you retire because as a sports person you're and very she knew young that. 
Yeah, I knew that already a couple of years before uh, ending my career. I was always uh, telling that I'm going to coach. It's just a question of time. If I will retire, let's say, 28 or 30 years old or 32, for example. Anyway, uh, anyway it's uh, going to be uh, uh, this, this profession. So... Um, It's tough to say why it's. I, I just felt it, that it's going to be my uh, your uh, calling, my route, your yeah. vocation. Yeah, but I think it's the question of right people around you also Absolutely. because they can help you to to understand what you really want and uh, through talking, through I don't know some advices, you you start to think the transition across. Yeah, to, to yes, from and you, it's very important to prepare to start to prepare for the next step after your career during your professional career it's very important it's not like you stop uh, playing and then next day you say okay now i'm going to think what to do no you have to start a couple of years before that you start to educate yourself if it's coaching for example if it's not coaching or other um i don't know other professions still you have to have education for this so basically this this is wonderful to listen and anyone who's listened this is like very is very amazing. important yeah it is really, really good because i mean it is something that you know a lot of people don't think about they don't think ahead of uh, ahead of themselves so i guess it for you for Okay, you Hello. do. Are you Catherine? <laughs> um, so, I'm still here. <laughs> so for for you, I mean, you, I mean, so if you're looking at 2017, probably your highlight and your low light will be probably the same day when you said, "That's it, I'm I'm quitting tennis." Yes, and uh, many people were actually they they felt pity for me. You know, they were coming. Oh, it's so bad. We are so unhappy for you that we that you stopped to play. I said, "No, come on, guys. It's just next next page in my life. I, I'm happy. I had a good career. Okay, maybe not a superstar career, but I still I had my good matches. I played all I, Grand Slams. You beat I a lot of good players. Slams, I, yeah. I saw Memories, you yeah. live on Eurosport playing in the fa- the Paris Open in Bercy. Yeah. Back, I think it was not Kvitova, it was... Um, it was Kvitova in Bercy. Or Schiavone, I think it was. Uh, uh, Schiavone on Roland Garros. Um, oh, Kvitova was in Bercy. Yes, yeah, I saw that. Bercy, it was in, yeah. It's, a diff- yeah, it's a different turn, but all, both in Paris. No, I had a great, uh, uh, for example, uh, victory against Jankovic on Wimbledon. I had a uh, victory against uh, Bartoli on Australian Open. So um, I had uh, great memories. Of course, it's tough route you know professional player you have some sore uh-huh. memories it's hard it's hard way but also great moments so uh, I do not regret of my career it's lots of experience I got life experience first of all Perfect. and then when you just go uh, for the next uh, next step for example for coaching it's um, you just want to to put your experience to give your experience to other players to prepare them for big life and for example Um, sometimes I, um, when I was young, I was uh, searching for that person who could tell me, Vesna, you have to do this, this and this, because otherwise it's going to go wrong, you will get injuries or something. And now I'm, I want to be that person for the juniors and to push them to the limits. I can't limits, say a guru, you know? but just say a guide. And that's yeah. important for kids. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that I saw when I worked in tennis. So many players are lost from an early age and they don't get either from parents or from coaches, or whatever, they don't get to go in. So, I mean, what, one well, one player who actually sent us in, an next player or former player, sorry, who it's sent us in. Another former player. Yeah. Former player. Uh, one of the guests of, guest of this year. Our year still in 2017. <laughs> yeah, and Chakvetazi. So she wrote yeah. in a, a yeah, message also, as well. Yeah, she also wrote a message. And um, from Anna, I would like to wish a happy new year to all of the listeners of Radio Capital FM. Whenever I feel like listening to quality music or when I want to find out about all the interesting things happening in my hometown or around the world, I always turn to Capital FM Wave. 
and to the employees at the radio station i hope 2018 brings you all the success last but not least best wishes to my favorite show capital sports yes. with alan and kate i'm your number one fan please keep going you're the best we have <laughs> lots of number one fans Ollie. <laughs> amazing ollie listen uh, we're talking here about highs and lows what were your highs and lows for the new year not personal of course because personal will be probably getting stuck with us every wednesday <laughs> But well, always in sports. If we're talking about sports, I have visited a football match for the oh, first time in my right. life. And that was super exciting. I love that. And um, also, I guess, just joining this team was super cool because we always do such a great job and it's always such a pleasure. And the energy in the studio is just incredible. So that's definitely a high. A low, I wouldn't say there were any lows because, you know, I don't know. For me, I guess I was a bit disappointed that Russia didn't get into Olympics because I was expecting to watch it, but... They're still yeah. in the Olympics. They're, just yeah, not, they're called athletes from Russia. So yeah, they're not Russian but athletes. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same yeah, sound to it. Like, you know? I don't care. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But these are my highs and lows, 100%. Well, I guess... Roll. And I expect even more from us in the next year. Yeah, it's going to be uh, cracking yeah. next yeah. year. So. We all do. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, just before we, we, we got a message in, just to catch up a little bit. So uh, this year, I mean... For me, I mean, this year has given us a whole lot because we have a lot of listeners who are in the, the US actually and also here, Americans here listen to us. So, I mean, it was like amazing in American football because of all these like great results in college football. It is, I mean, because college football has gone on at the moment, so it's really big. Yeah, with my favorite names. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So this year in 2017, uh, the NCAA College National Championship playoff in Tampa, that was just amazing where you have Clemson, who were the underdogs, they were going in against Alabama, the Crimson Tide, who were the favorites. <laughs> And going into the third quarter, like, you know, Clemson, they were tra or trailing 24-14. Then they scored two touchdowns to go ahead. And then with just two minutes on the clock, they couldn't, they, well, Alabama scored a touchdown. And then with one second to go, Clemson scored a winning touchdown. It was just unbelievable. I sat up all night watching it, and it was great. And then I thought, it's not going to get better than this, start of January. And then in February, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl came on. So the, the Patriots and the, the Falcons, and they had Lady Gaga at halftime. And the... Patriots who were the big like Tom Brady, you know, um, is it Giselle? Giselle Bunchen, the Brazilian supermodel Giselle. Giselle Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yes, yeah. I know. The tall girl. Yes. Well, she's married to the main guy from mm -hmm. the Patriots. Uh, they have a couple of kids together and so on. Uh, Tom yeah. Brady. Uh, so anyway, they were getting hammered, destroyed. It was like 21-3 three, down at halftime. Then twenty-eight-three just after halftime, they were down. And I was thinking, okay, I had to cover it for Russia today. And I was like, no, I've got to go to sleep. And I said, no, I'll just watch it till the end. And then it just completely turned around. And uh, the, the Patriots won, uh, was what, 34 28 in the end in overtime. And I just like, my neighbors, I didn't know they were all like uh, from Boston. And they were screaming their heads off. I, <laughs> I thought this is either a weird kind of like adult party or, or something's gone seriously <laughs> wrong on fire. But it was. It was very, very good. But it just actually, the Falcons just kind of quits. And I was just going to ask our two tennis players. I mean, did you guys ever have times when you kind of just gave up in a match or you had an opponent, you saw an opponent giving up in a match? Um, I just had uh, one situation uh, against one player. Uh, it was uh, Magdalena Rybarikova. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a crazy match, actually. Uh, I was losing like 5-0 third set and she had... Um, 17 match points. 17 match points. 17 this match is not points. about yeah. giving up. <laughs> no, it's not. It, no, no, no. But the the story is a bit, good, a bit longer. I hope that we don't have uh, any a break. <laughs> no, no, we will have a break. Ali will tell us. Ali will tell us. Yeah. Um, but um, 
I, I won that match 7-5 in the third, so... Um, well, she had 15 match points. 17. Yeah, 17. 17, 17 and match two points. games uh, for Tilaf, she was, uh, she was leading, so... No way. It was unbelievable that I won that match. I don't know how I did that. Uh, I didn't believe till... Uh, Till 5-3 that I can win. Till 5-3, you see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, How it works in tennis. <laughs> well, in, during 5-2, 5-3, I understood that she will remember about that six or, uh, I don't know, ten match points, you know, yeah, then. Before. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> so I knew that um, by psychology, it's just it's going to be hard for her. So I, I will be on the top now. I have my chances. But uh, after that, we played next tournament. Uh, it was just maybe two, three days after that match. And when we saw each other on the draw, we were, <laughs> frankly speaking, I was crying. <laughs> I was crying. I was very young. I was uh, 18 years old, uh, just or 17, I think. And my coach stand behind me and she said, no, it's okay. But she will remember also that she lost. She yeah. lost that match. So I went on that match in the first set. I was losing 5-3 and she had um, uh, two set points. And I understood if I will win two points, doesn't matter how, she's going to she's going to remember that 17 match points so i i won that two points and um she broke her racket she threw it away no way wow. <laughs> and that's it that's it was just done she was done just by psychology and i won easy seven five and then i don't remember six. but that's that that psychology yeah. is so important I, I remember i fought one guy four times in two years in different championships he was way better to me, way, way better. But the problem was that he used to knock people out like very, very quick. <laughs> but I just ran. <laughs> and everyone sort of like stood against him and thought like, you know, I could beat him. But I just ran. And when he didn't knock me, the first time he did knock me out in the first round and uh, I beat him on points in the first the first fight. And I mean, it was it was very, very tight, but I, I did get the win. And he was like five, four on point, five, three on points, something like that. But anyway, then the second fight, we fought each other again in the semi-final of the next championship. And again, when I, he didn't knock me out in the first round, he, I stopped, I knocked him out in the second round. And then the third time we fought, when he didn't knock me out in the first round, he quit. He just quit on the stool. And the third time we, oh. we fought each other and he just he just stood there and just got... Just put, couldn't do it. Yeah, just a broken his brain or something but um <laughs> okay before we go any further we do have to look at some significant football results uh we know that spartak moscow which is uh, i've i found that is a vessel's team yes. they won the premier <laughs> league and Lokomotiv they won the cup so spartak's win was look it was without that it was the most positive story in football for uh, or in football in russia for me and whatever negatives we might say about the club or me personally would say with the club they deserve the title and I do, I do think that uh, Russian football is better for it yeah especially when you see how competitive the league is now exactly that's very very true yeah so and uh, over in England and Europe too Man United they won the Europa League and the League Cup in England uh, Arsenal they won the FA Cup yet again and uh, Chelsea won the Premier League so that was a quite a, give, a go, uh, very very good win we do have to give a tip of the hat to the Man City women's team the ladies team who did a treble so they won the Super League the Super League Cup and the FA Cup and this year it looks like the men are going to follow suit. Um, in the UEFA Champions League, Real Madrid and Cristiano Ronaldo ruined Juventus' dreams. And Buffon's hopes of winning. Oh, <laughs> you didn't say his name. It's Gian, <laughs> Gianluigi, Gianluigi. Uh, yeah, Ronaldo back two goals in a 4-1 win. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, I, he's actually, brilliant. I, I yeah. mean, like, everyone could have tell a lot of gossips and uh, rumors whatever but he's like unbelievable uh, uh, football unbelievable. player yeah, he's yeah. he is the best um and uh you know that he, he he was unstoppable in champions league he scored five goals in the 6-3 win over uh bayern in the quarters three in the 4-2 win um over atletic madrid in the semi and of course 
uh, 10 goals in five matches. Um, you know, I would have his babies. I just said strange Vestin, but <laughs> I mean, I would. He's a handsome-looking man, and uh, he's just awesome. Okay, as like, we you know. back. Oh, okay, as, sorry, sorry. As you go. we back to football. Yeah, back we, to you. Instead yeah, of music. We, okay. we are back to our greetings, and we have greetings from uh, Eric Stoffel's house. Oh, you said his name right. Uh, well yes, done, good girl. Now well I know this. <laughs> uh, so, season greetings to the Capital Sports Radio Show on Capital FM, especially to the terrific crew around the show and the two wonderful hosts, Katya and Alan. Mm -hmm. Stay healthy and awesome. Looking forward to see you guys around at RGD Arena. Cheers, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lokomotiv, as we know, they're top of the table going in and in the Europa League next round as well. So that's that was very, very good. I'm, I'm impressed you actually got his name right. Seriously, like I, I already repeated 100 times. Yeah, but you always panic. You go white. Like you're like yeah, you should see her. Me, no, listen, not, she's she's a very tanned lady, but she goes white whenever she sees a, a name she can't pronounce. Whether it's Gianluigi, Gianluigi, Gianluigi. It's like one of the most famous goalkeepers in the world. I don't think he's yeah, the best. I know, world, but, but I know really that he's famous. Buffon. That's it. And I know, uh, like actually, I was supporting Italy because of him. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, it doesn't it doesn't mean that I have to know his first name. Oh, okay. Well, listen, we'll leave that disturbing thought to her supporting a team. She couldn't even say the guy's name. So um, we're going from uh, we're uh, going from one uh, Irishman. Sorry, yeah. Go on, Kate. So go. <laughs> okay, I'll go to another Irishman. So he writes for the Daily Star and his little football column quite recently, um, it, it, it featured Lokomotiv Moscow. So, Paul Little, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you in oh. Moscow? We're very, very good. We're very, very good. Look, we're, we're looking forward to hearing your uh, lows of the year, Paul. Oh, well, it's a, it's a good one. I, I, I was thinking on that one, Alan. Uh, I've got a low and a high that were mixed into one for oh. you. Uh, well, I'm you're a Liverpool fan. On... You're a Liverpool fan, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so what can you say? But it's actually a European or continental game. Champions League. Oh. Um, the encounter of uh, Barcelona and PSG, that second leg. Uh, and that was a, a high in as much as the drama and a low in as much as I missed most of it. Uh, are the key moments because I was actually watching that particular game on the television uh, and Barcelona were three up four to them for the first leg and then Cavani scored on the hour I think to make it 3-1 so they needed to win 6-1 to go through so I stayed with it to the last seven or eight minutes and I had to quit and check my daughter would you believe so on my way oh. down I had the radio on pulled into a petrol station just as I was filling up uh, 4-1 to Barcelona uh, got into the shop and pay got back into the car 5-1 to Barcelona and then just leaving the petrol station 6-1 and I missed the whole bloody lot of it so that was a low uh, for me uh, I heard little bits of it on the radio but that's okay all and what about, so. <laughs> what about heights? what about heights? highs for me uh, that's a, a tricky one I think I think one of the highs for me was just was, was watching Monaco play this year I thought Monaco was one of the best teams in Europe uh, a fantastic team and a beautiful team to watch uh, and they have to do a loan that can add to that effect, the fact that that team has unfortunately been disbanded to an extent. And I think that we're, it's one of the unfortunate elements of European football these days and world football that we don't see teams develop. Um, you know, that was a team, I think, that could have developed into, you know, a real powerhouse in Europe. But we knew that financially they just couldn't keep it together. They were going to get picked off. And so that was kind of sad to see, uh, you know, that happen. So their, their football was a high with them being pulled apart again with another low, unfortunately. And I'll give you my biggest low, perhaps, Ireland losing 5-1 at don't home. Don't, Paul, and listen, Martin enough, enough, <laughs> enough, enough. Don't, don't mention Ireland around here, these parts. Okay, okay. so okay. Next, ne next, next question is about your hope. <laughs> what are you looking forward next year? A central, uh, a central defender well, for Liverpool. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that, well, I mean, I, I, yeah, you could say that, but I think that the system top plays, I think, you know, 
any central defender is going to have problems in that setup. Uh, but at the same time, when you see them, like you saw them against Swansea yesterday, you know they're just so fantastic going forward that if they can keep it together and stay compact, they can. You know they don't necessarily need that central defender. It's just when those things slightly come apart, uh, then uh, they get exposed for sure. Um, hope so for your for for me. The World Cup in 2000 are in 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 Russia uh, in the summer. Um, you know, it's something to always, you know, I look forward to. Uh, and it doesn't really matter that Ireland haven't qualified. Obviously, it was painful. I don't want to bring them up again, Alan, but it was painful to see us not get there. But I grew up in a time when we never thought Ireland would ever qualify. Uh, and we were largely right for a lot mm. of the time when I was growing up. Uh, and so it never spoiled the World Cup for me that we weren't there. Uh, and this hopefully won't spoil the World Cup this time. And I'm hoping that we get a classic. I think we've had good World Cups lately, but we're lacking, I think, particularly in the knockout stages. Real classic encounters, you know, ding-dong affairs with lots of goals, uh, all the way through into extra time. And, you know, I'm hoping that we get something like that in this World Cup. Hopefully we will. Listen, Paul, listen, are you sitting in your car right now? I am with yeah, you, yes, with, exactly. cause I Because I can hear the blinkers on in the background. <laughs> your hazard lights. You see, you're a very careful man, Paul Little. Listen, Paul, thank you so, so much. A very happy new year to you and all the family. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you in New Year. Great stuff, guys. Okay, take care now. Thanks, Paul. Okay, so that that was Paul Little, at Little Football on Twitter. Uh, Follow him along. He's had some cracking stories about uh, Russian football in the last little while. So we're going to go out to a break. So stay with us for more chat after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow. Merry Christmas. With Alan Moore. We're back for part three of Capital Sports this evening, our last part of 2017. Yeah, Katrina, you have such a lovely deep voice. She did the Santa Claus voice, did you know that, Ollie? Oh, on the jingle? That was her. I was, I was like, thinking it sounds ho, ho. so familiar, yeah. Yeah, it was Katya. Katya did it, yeah. <laughs> what? No, she's not finding it funny <laughs> no, at all. No, she's like, you know, I'm going to get hit no, in a second, you yeah. always make jokes of me. <laughs> no, we <laughs> don't, we don't. We love you, really. We love you. We love you. I love you too. We'll get a big hug in a second. Big group hug. Okay, so we have our next guest in. Vesna's staying here with us because we'll finish off the year on a big kind of group chat, a group hug. Um, so we always have a few words about rugby not so much uh, but we will like next year we will definitely have some because there's a lot more rugby to be played next year uh, and as many people will know that uh, rugby is one of those sports where you really need to go to a game to appreciate the intensity in the field and if you if you take in any of the Ireland England matches especially in Dublin you'll know what I mean so with this in mind we're delighted to have visitors here in the Capital FM studio a lady who covers some of the best rugby players in the world and uh, we'll probably we'll, she'll forget more about the sport in a minute than I'll learn in a lifetime even if she does support Monster, Kate Hendrick, all the way from Ireland, from Limerick. Welcome to Capital Sports. Thank you very much. So, listen, uh, my question first, Kate, if you don't mind. Is that okay, you, Katarina? Okay, I've got two Kates to you, Katarina, so I have to be very, very careful. So, listen, how has rugby been for you in 2017? Because we know that New Zealand are first, England second, Ireland third. So, has it been a good year for the sport? I think it's been a great year. Overall, for from an Irish point of view, we've had a great um, Guinness series in November. They won all three matches, Arge- Argentina, Fiji um, and South Africa. Um, as ter- in terms of Six Nations, we didn't do too well, but we in the end we did uh, snatch the Grand Slam from England. We yeah, beat we them beat in the England, last that's amazing. <laughs> and that was one of the highest actually over in, in during the year. I mean that was that was very very good. So yeah, I, I just have a question: Why rugby? Why oh, rugby? Yeah, um, I first got into rugby when I was about eleven, twelve. 
Um, and it was when my neighbour brought me to my first rugby game in Thome Park and I absolutely fell in love with the venue, the atmosphere, um, the amount of respect the supporters had for the players on the pitch. Oh, and, the and listen, tell that about the amount of respect for players. What happens when they're taking a free, when they're taking a, a penalty kick? Oh yeah, there's dead silence within the stadium. You, you could hear a pin drop, literally. Um, yeah, and that's, that's really why I fell in love with the game and just began watching it on TV and get, go and to a game whenever I get a chance. And what, what age were you when you started to like, practice? I I played a bit of rugby when I was younger in kind of my early early school days, but I haven't played like you know competitively. Or in, now yeah, I'm just a big supporter and just yeah. And even I'll I'll watch any game. It doesn't have to be Munster. I'd watch you know the top 14 in France or the Premiership in England. You know, it does any game. I'll sit down and watch it. So ultimately, <laughs> oh, your amazing. aim is to to go on and just to work full time in journalism as a rugby journalist. Yeah, hopefully, like, I just have such a passion for rugby um, and I'd love to be able to work behind the scenes, you know, maybe at the, either at the venue, in a studio like this, discussing the game. Um, you yeah, can take my job. <laughs> so that, that's where you belong, it means, yeah? This hopefully. <laughs> ah, okay, so tell us about your, your heights and lows. <laughs> well, highs and lows yeah. this year. Um, yeah. I, for from Monster perspective, uh, we had a great uh, beginning start of the year, um, especially after the death of their coach, um, Anthony Foley. Yeah. They, a lot of people didn't expect them to do so well um, at the beginning of the year. Um, but they just Explain that a little bit what happened with Anthony Foley. I yeah, mean, this is now, he was, was a legend sudden. of Irish rugby. He just yeah, the co Anthony Foley, their coach, um, passed away very suddenly in October 2016. Right before a game? Yeah, yeah. He died um, before a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, games had to be res rescheduled, but the players just... They went from strength to strength and it was kind of un unbelievable in a way. Um, they just kept beating every team that they came up against um, and shocked a lot of people. Um, so that would have been one of my highs of the year. Another one, like I said, the Guinness series, Ireland beats three teams in a, in a row. Um, some lows of the year was maybe a bit about the controversy between um, uh, in Racing Metro. Uh, I think it was Dan Carter and another the player. French team, yeah, 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 there was a bit of controversy over the doping, um, taking substances. Yeah. Um, they both basically both failed tests for yeah. banned substances. These two New Zealand stars. So. Yeah, um, like everyone this year. I think yes, it, it's, it's spreading around, especially <laughs> New Zealand. Like, it's uh, a disease. It is. I mean, that's a tough one. Well, okay, okay. You're a Munster fan, but of course, I'm sure for Munster. Supporter. So. Okay, supporter. well, a supporter. There's a big difference between a supporter and a fan. Vess yeah. uh, is shaking her head. She doesn't agree with that. She thinks like, we're all the same. So, um, especially for rugby. I'm sorry, 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 So, listen. Apart from Ireland winning the Grand Slam and Leinster winning the Champions Cup and the uh, Pro 12, what are your rugby wishes for 2018? I'd hope that um, referees would become more consistent when they're refing the game. You know, you'd, you'd watch some games and they might uh, differ, like change. How do I put, how do I put it? Um, they, they might be fair to both sides consistently, yeah. and I'd hope that they'd improve better and maybe like one of the best referees, Nigel Owens. Oh yeah. He, yeah. I I I hope for more referees to like enter up the level and get to his standard, you know, in refing. Um, of course, I'd like to see either Men Leinster or Munster win the Champions Cup. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, and... Or they win the Grand Slam. Yeah, exactly. fingers crossed. That's good. Yeah, Katrina, your highs and lows of the year. Lows working here, so <laughs> what's your highs? Highs also. 
Uh, am I done with the question? No, you haven't answered it yet. <laughs> I'm not answering it for you. <laughs> Go on. Seriously, I never thought about this. I, well, it's going to take time, you know, seriously, for okay, me to make Okay, like, right, we'll like, move on like, uh, very, very Yeah, quickly. we don't have that much time for me to think about my heights and lows. What was, what was, the, what was the best, like, I mean, we're working locomotive as well, and we're doing our, our, our shows there as well, and working with Capital. Yeah, I mean, uh, this who's, is for who's me. Who's been the most interesting guest you've, we've had on this year for you? Most interesting. Oh, yeah. everyone was interesting for me. I mean, because uh, everyone. I'm not insulting two ladies here today, so don't worry about that. <laughs> thing, we're not. You're not included. You're both the best of all. <laughs> the best. Wink, wink. Okay. No. You, you see how it works. Yeah. <laughs> no. Who Who was most interesting for you? Again, it's not like it's not a proper question. Who, who was the most interesting? Everyone is personally interesting. So, and it's not me who should tell you this, you know? What was the most interesting interview you did? Not when we tried to kill Alexis Merton on his bicycle, <laughs> which was quite funny, actually. Yeah, but we don't know if he was really on bicycle, you know? He, he said he was on a bicycle. And yeah, then but we could say whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever we want. He was want. on the phone, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you see, he wasn't here on the bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, before we wrap up our chat in the studio, we, we do have one call to make and uh, you can you can you can introduce this man because he's a good friend of the show. So, oh yeah, to end off almost our show, we have a caller who is not just a good friend of ours, but a great friend of the show. He's the CEO of the All Russian Footballers Union and member of the executive committee of the Russian Football Union. Welcome, Alexander Zotov. Hey, hello. How are you? Hello. <laughs> how are you doing? So, Le- now you will make your greeting by the phone. <laughs> you can read it. <laughs> Hello, people. So, because I know, I know you, you, you sent in a greeting. Because <laughs> yeah, yesterday, yesterday he, he was he was in a good mood, and and today he met um, Francisco. Oh, Francis, he got an interview. By, yeah, I'm, with I'm, I'm even in a better mood now. <laughs> That's good. It, it's always that like Mexican fun. So, listen, Alexander, yeah. how 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 are you set up for New Year? Are you here or are you going to be away? No, this year I, we decided uh, to go to with my kids and my wife to Austria, to Vienna. And then from there we'll move to Slovakia and to go a little bit, do a little bit skiing. Uh, and then on the 10th, we'll come back. Are you there, Alexander? Yeah, you heard me? <laughs> what, ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. what happened? So, so this <laughs> Did is, you uh, fall? Yeah, no, no, you didn't. I'm already off. <laughs> you fell off your bike. We, we, we either, we My either. plane is up in the sky. So oh, I no. Hear you, guys. <laughs> you, you thought you were stepping outside to get a better signal, and you just, like, uh, you forgot your parachute. Sorry about that, Alexander. Okay, Alexander, tell us about the heights of the year. Well, the heights of the year, well, if we take football, probably it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it should be the Confederation Cup, I think. It was, it went oh, smoothly true. and was, well organized and I think it's uh, something to remember maybe it's not the main event yet but still as a as a rehearsal one uh, it, was, it was really good I okay. traveled some and uh, I really enjoyed it okay good choice <laughs> so t- yeah. and now about the lows uh, the lows well first of all I would say I'm really disappointed that sports is becoming more and more politicized and biased and it becomes like a weapon uh, that is used, and unfortunately, the athletes are the ones that suffer in this in this battle and this war of uh, governments. And unfortunately, it's something we remember from 1980 and 1984 when the two Olympics were boycotted. And basically, what does it prove? Nothing. And here we see we see that uh, 
a global problem, which is known as do doping, uh, is pinned uh, to Russia, and we're the ones, the, the, probably the only country that is known for using doping. Uh, that athletes in Russia use doping, and and basically, we unfortunately, a lot of athletes who were clean, they had they suffered also. Paralympic guys, I'm very disappointed that it really affected them because the whole team was banned. And uh, basically, the whole story of Russia competing under some neutral so-called flag or uh, under the name of team representing Russia or athletes representing Russia is so stupid, I think. And I think the, I think we should move sports from that. Sports is something different. Wars, wars used to stop uh, during the ancient Olympics and. We should maybe listen to the old guys, you know, and, exactly. and, you know revise our attitudes towards uh, sports and athletes because a career of an athlete is very short and you cannot play with it like this. Exactly. And look, yeah. the, the one thing that I, I kind of was like laughing about, like that now Russia have become like the prince of nations. Like as in Prince mm -hmm. the artist because they're the uh, the country formerly known as Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, like yeah, a exactly. symbol. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's I, I don't okay. Like for but you personally, uh, with 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 the footballers union, have had great success and made great strides in the last couple of years, especially this year as well. Um, you know, kind of, as I say, taking your seat, your rightful place at the table, and really pushing things on for footballers' rights here in Russia. Um, what are your hopes then for two thousand eighteen uh, in regards to the, to the union? Well, first of all, I I hope that we finally get some uh, some uh, good. You know, uh, relationship with FIFPRO, the, the International Players Union, and we're working towards that both both sides. Um, secondly, I'm I really hope we start some uh, discussions uh, this time, you know, serious discussions concerning CBA, the collective bargaining agreement within the leagues. Maybe start with the lower leagues and then move on to to Premier League. But uh, CBA remains the main goal of our union, and that's something we want to achieve. And why not do it next year, uh, especially with the agreement that FIFPRO and FIFA signed, which gives a lot of leverage to the to, to the to athletes, to, to football players, and uh, with their help, with help of FIFPRO, I hope we. We really move on to to this collective bargaining agreement. Exactly. I mean that 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 is the uh, I was going to say the CBA, the collective bargaining, which works in North America and works very very well and protects players' yeah, rights. Yeah, not only and, and, in England also. Oh, of yeah, course. I mean, uh, you know, no, in, in North America, European leagues. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you, Katarina wants to ask uh, your last yeah, question yeah, for the year. Last, yeah, last question for the year. Uh, what's your hopes for World Cup, which we have next year? Alexander, tell us. Well, I, first of all, I hope that the tournament itself goes smoothly and that the fans that come will have a, a a good view an open view of Russia and see how how open Russia is and how how different people are living here you know but uh, that it's a multinational country and uh, so I hope that the tournament becomes uh, like uh, something to remember for those people that come and for the Russian national team in the World Cup well I hope we don't embarrass ourselves. And, oh, uh, <laughs> Hold on, no. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> Alexander. Beep, beep, beep. Two, yeah, it's like you, you're, you're phone being cut off by the FSB now in a second. Call. Like you don't undersell it. No, I mean, well, I mean it, it all depends on us. If if our, our if we have this spirit, you know, and this uh, 
you know, charisma and passion, and we play with passion, and then then we have good chances. We're, the, the group is not that tough. I mean, even though uh, all three teams are something to to reckon with, even Saudi Arabia. I mean, and especially it's the opening game and very nervous game. So, but still, I, I think we have the ability to play on on good level with uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, Egypt and. Uh, eventually Uruguay and so uh, I mean it, it all depends on us we have to show our character we have to remember that we're playing at home and the further the team goes the better this the tournament will look in the eyes of the local people so so I hope that we make it at least through the group stage and uh, well we'll see what happens next well but I mean a couple of weeks ago already. you you and uh, Francisco were predicting that it would be a Russian uh, Mexico final so uh, let's hope for that <laughs> Could be well, fun. well it sounds good no. it sounds very very good that'd be that'd be super <laughs> football a lot of salsa with vodka and so it's it's going to be and tequila tequila and nachos and whatever exactly. but I mean it's going to be fun Alexander, thank you so, so much. Thank and we wish you. a very, very yeah. happy new year happy to, new to, year. to Ivan Ilya yeah, and to Xenia. Happy new year, guys, and uh, hope to see you next year. We'll see yeah. you very soon. Thank you, Alexander. <laughs> Take care, dude. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we have just a few minutes left of this. Uh, our last show in 2017. It's, I'm feeling a bit sad. We've got, yeah, well, Ollie's saying, either she's saying uh, three minutes or she's giving me some very rude signs. So I'll just go with three minutes. Well, whatever uh, you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, you're joking, a, I'm joking. I'm you're saying that we, yeah, three, three we always have choices. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just disgusting. Dimitri Shulgin, he's come back in now for to to. He's going to read the news a few minutes. He's looking at me going, Alan. God help you. He's praying for my soul, <laughs> <laughs> and he's giving me two fingers, but the right way around. So that's okay. Okay, Vesna. One quick uh, question for you. So, uh, your your dad is Serbian, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. So, yes. is that why you chose Serbia, or was it just because? It was just kind of that you felt kind of a bit more attachment to Serbia, or why well, was it? Well, uh, from birth I had uh, two nationalities, so um, I was both, you know, Russian and, and Serbian. But um, one uh, on one certain moment I had um, a feeling that first of all um, I want to maybe to play for Serbia, and also I would like to. Uh, I had more opportunities okay. uh, there. I got some courts and some. I could play Fed ah, Cup, support. and I had some chances to play maybe Olympic Games. Well, not had chances, but if I wouldn't injure Toil, I would play for sure. I and was with very some close. brilliant players, well, like Jankovic and yeah, yeah, I yeah mean, we would be then one team. Superb so. team. Um, so yeah, so that's why actually I changed it. So. Perfect. Okay, Kate, question for you. I mean, you were born in Leinster, correct? Yeah, born in Dublin. So why are you supporting Munster? Moved to Limerick when I was about nine months old. I and I've care. grown up in Limerick. <laughs> you are born in Leinster, lady. No, You're no, born no, in I'm Leinster. Fr- you I'm support- from Limerick. <laughs> God, you see, they had this thing in Ireland saying like, yo, born in well, Ireland, I, but I, Munster I, by Grace dialect. of God. Yes. No, no, but Munster by Grace of God. So I, Irish I, by I, birth, Munster by Grace of God. That's right, yeah. Well, you see, it's in, in Ireland, it's like everyone against Dublin. So you've scooted away. And like your, your, your mom was from Mayo yes. and your dad is from Dublin. So, I mean, Dublin win every single year. That's my hope for next year. Dublin win again. You know, no, 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 football. hopefully it'll be mailed next year. <laughs> you don't have a hope. Listen, you Katarina, finally, uh, just, okay, Vesna, what's your hope for 2018? What's your, your, your sporting hope? Uh, well, my hope that uh, my player will win some tournament for sure. That's a good one, Kate. You've already given your hope, but if you have one, say, a personal hope for 2018, what would it be personally in, in um, your I'm studying my, ma- my journalism master's at the moment, so I'm hoping to get through that with fine colours. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, Kate. 
their life. Oh, holy God. Wow, this is a bit yeah. so dramatic. <laughs> this is getting so terrible. Serena's always dramatic. You know, I exactly. always dramatic. Yeah, she, she knows that. Ollie, what's your sporting hope for 2018? My Four? sporting hope? Yeah. Well, actually, I have a bit of a back problem, so I hope it heals and I can do sports again. You have <laughs> a back my, problem? Yeah. That's from carrying my... us all the time. What? From carrying me and Katya. Yeah, yeah. every single Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault. We're showing you this to the face. So, folks, listen, we're, we're going we're gonna to end off on a, on a positive note. We're not going to sing a song or that. We should do a kind of a glee kind of thing, but like, don't stop believing or you know, whatever, keep on hoping. But Are you it's talking been, to yourself? I am at this okay. stage. No one's listening to this stage. I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> we're still on air. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm losing. So, listen, we're wrapping up for the year. Uh, Dimitri's looking nervous. He's, he's fixing his tie, getting ready to read his news in his like he's just getting ready to nail it so folks this is uh the end of of 2017 our first year together ollie thank you so much thank you so so much too. thank you ollie Besna, thank you for being here with tonight thank you very much and by the way i always when i drive uh, back home i always uh, uh listen for capital fm perfect <laughs> there that's a great one kate thank you for coming in all the way from ireland thank you. Oh, thanks for having me guys thank you and you katarina as Alan, always thank you so thank much thank you you're the best you rock and no, you know you are <laughs> we have we have a super 2018 coming up we're going to go very very quickly out to the news so guys happy new year and we'll talk to you early in 2018 Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Capital